to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Hey there, loves. You're listening to Blooming Out, one of the nation's longest-running radio shows dedicated to covering news, personalities, and life from the LGBTIQ experience. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. Woo, the gang's back together. Hey. (laughs) All four of us. The gang is back together. Together. But as together as we've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) We're all here, but we're not all there. Through the magic of (laughs) Zoom. Zoom land. It's just so good to see all of you. I've really missed you, and it's been so long. I didn't realize the last time I saw you that that would be the last time. Oh, wow. And how long ago was that? That's so long ago. Oh, Carter was president? I think. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was. uh, Hush, hush. We weren't around then. We've been hosting this show since 30 years before we were born. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew We've that. always been hosting this show. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you start doing everything on Zoom land. Oh. Yeah. You, Zoom uh, sounds traverse... like a theme park or something. Zoom yeah, land. I kind of like calling mm-hmm. it that. It makes me feel better. About Nobody it. actually goes anywhere. You just kind of sit together. You have to sit individually. Still. And it's like everybody's like, all right, throw your arms up like you're going down the roller coaster. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Go to the left. Yay! Go to the right. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, really, no. Zoom, Melanie, the real Zoom land, you have to sit very still. You can't really, like, fidget with anything. I guess yeah. you can off screen. You know? uh, whoa. Oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately regret doing that, saying that. <laughs> But you're not allowed to move your hands. You have to pay attention. It's kind of hard. Zoom land. It's really? tough out there. Zoom who, land. Who made those oh, rules? Lucas. Justin. <laughs> Lucas's <laughs> rules of order for Zoom land. Right? I don't know. Justin, you probably have been doing a lot more Zoom calls than me. Yes. I'm you're probably the master. Every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're exactly right, Lucas, but I like, I'm sorry, I like Melanie's version better. It's not, yeah. it's not, um, what, the, the truth, <laughs> the <laughs> but it's, it's a better version, I think, and maybe that's what we can hope for. I like that version. Maybe Bog there's, the like, truth. Or something. <laughs> you're not supposed to eat on a Zoom call, and it's just, can we, Melanie? No. There you go. <laughs> Okay, we need to live stream this. Club on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we need uh, the video element, I think. <laughs> I, the uh, margarita mix is way too far out of my reach, but the Di Serrano is right here. Not that I'm drinking, because you can't do that on the air. Can't um, do that on air. Nope. But this is a pre-recording, so Ooh. are you really drinking on air? No, I'm not drinking at all. It's too no. early. Sun's still okay. up. It's I might have to drive early. somewhere. That doesn't stop me. uh, Okay. I'm like, five o'clock? Okay, it's time. Is it five o'clock? Five a.m. or p.m.? Five a.m., five p.m. It's five somewhere. Leave that up to your discretion. um, Yeah, no, I I have to drive places, so I can't can't actually drink. 
so there's alcohol in my house it's just sitting here though and waiting for things to open up and then i'm going to set up a bar out in the front yard and people can come by and get margaritas Ooh. and uh cocktails and I was, i've got the projector i was thinking about nice. having like because the yard is huge and just bring your blanket and pop a squat and we will have videos movies whatever so because i'm awesome. so tired of uh the isolation and Same. i mean yeah all right kat and i haven't been isolated for the past three weeks with everything that's going on we've been seeing a lot of people um but it's not in a not in a joyous fashion we need to get back mm -hmm. to like like having fun with folks yeah um, and responsibly and it's so nice oh. and warm now yeah i guess not really today today I, was still fine a few days ago so it's supposed to get back up in warmer weather right yeah, it's going to be in the 80s okay. next week. Here's your weather report nice. for the week. <laughs> I think it's going to be in the Maybe 80s. Focus with the weather next week. Not time. Right? Not time. I'm ready for it. But how yeah. do you feel about that? I mean, I know that, um, you know, we're all going crazy from being in isolation for two months and stuff, but do you really think it's safe to go back out yet? Well, to no. go out. To go out? Like, what do you mean to go out? Well, I mean to go to restaurants or whatever. Oh, you yeah. yeah. The reopening and everything. Are we too slow? Are we too fast? I don't it's, know. I mean, I'm very cautious, so I'm sort of prepared to do this for as long as we need to. Same. Yeah. You I think we're opening up too quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think at the end of the day, it's really about the vulnerable people and yeah. not about me. Exactly. So, you know, I hear people all day long talk about, uh, well, I really don't actually hear people all day long talk about this, but I did join one of these Facebook groups about uh, where government overreach and how they don't like the lockdown and all this stuff. And I just think, like, even if you think it's, like, why would you think it's fake? You know, you're putting people's lives at risk. Maybe it won't hurt yeah. you, but it could hurt someone who's at risk or, or yeah like you know stresses I'm, me out. I'm not too keen on the whole going to restaurants and and bars and all that stuff um just yet and uh, i'd like mm -hmm. to see because indiana's still uh we're still on the increase for all this yeah. stuff we're mm -hmm. you know we're not seeing the other side of things uh we're definitely not like a california uh, or they've been able to stop a lot of it. Um, so, how many I, deaths have we had in Indiana? Ooh, uh, right now, has it been? I think it's been like eighty thousand. I think it's been about the population of Bloomington. Really, Indiana? Yes. Wow. No. I probably shouldn't say that unless I really know my face. Well, I know there's only three hundred thousand in the world. Deaths. So no, I think it was ninety thousand. U.S. deaths, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was okay. So, yeah. So, Whoa. Uh, uh, here we go. What? Monroe County, nine people have died. Um, confirmed in the United States, uh, 1.5 million. Deaths, 92,000. Yep, you're uh, right. 
Indiana the- confirmed cases, 27,778 plus 471. I don't know what that plus is. Deaths is uh, 1,607 plus 15 so far. So, and that's for Indiana. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Yeah, because people aren't realizing that, you know, it started on the coasts and it's working its way towards the middle of the country. And, like, we haven't gotten hit with the worst of it yet, you know? Yeah, and then we're going to... seems like. We're going to get squeezed. <laughs> squeezed. Mm. Oof. Yeah, so just don't, don't, you know, go hang out outside with, like, you know, a hundred people. See all the kids uh, and the... Um, I... I drive around town because i've got to get places and uh and i just see tables set up outside and tons of little red cups and beer cans and bottles yeah all over the tables and i'm thinking yeah what what is going on what are these kids doing why do they they just don't care um i mean i was young and stupid i i think that you know everybody goes through that phase but uh but there's a lot at stake here and these are college kids too i mean you know that's not like they're um not they don't have access to the information yeah yeah so concerning anywho yeah that's sad um yeah however i mean you know, maybe if I was invited to a college party or two, maybe <laughs> you would go. You'd be there with your red cup. Yeah, no, no, no. Those <laughs> days are gone. <laughs> be like, oh, the bathroom's upstairs. Oh, good riddance, I say. Although I did have fun, I guess. Did you? Do you not remember? Well, exactly. I do remember. I wasn't that crazy, but um, yeah, it was fun back then. But that's not my idea of fun now. Yeah, it changes. Especially getting, especially with this. Yes. So, okay, yeah. can I can I open up the news section with something that yes. I did not uh, intend to talk about? But last night I finished the fifth season of of Shira. Shira, Shira, right? Nice. Yeah. Does everybody know Shira? Yes. Justin doesn't. So, you know, back in the late 70s or early 80s, there was the He-Man toys and cartoon. And He-Man had, uh, his counterpart was She-Ra. And it was was just a marketing thing. The cartoons were so horribly dumb. There was, well, everything in the early 80s was so horribly dumb. Um, And it, it just sucked so hard. And when I saw it on netflix uh five years ago i thought oh gosh katrina watch this it was really bad and then we watched the first episode and i'm like oh my god this is a completely different animal uh it's inclusive it's got what is that a non-binary character i see is that what's going on with these two it's the queerest cartoon ever i think it's um intentionally intentionally absolutely i mean it's you know it's got two princesses who are wives and uh it's got um uh, i'm not going to to divulge anymore because 
really it's something to go out and see or go out and see stay in and see um, <laughs> but no it it's got great messaging the storytelling is great for a cartoon and and yeah like last this last season i was just um really nicely surprised so that's wonderful uh, cool. where do you watch it on netflix well yeah. it's on netflix oh yeah wow is it's it like a reboot thing it's a completely new show it's all Whoa. new rebooted so that's really cool the the animation style is nice it's not exactly anime but it's not like hanna-barbera um so it it's just a I, it's a nice show, and I think everybody in the family can watch it. If you got a family, would you stop knocking stuff down, Machka? Oh, yeah, them. Anyway, the cats uh, are going stir crazy themselves. I think. I think that yes, I was yeah, talking me. about you. Uh, <laughs> your cats or you? Oh, just me. I know my animals, in, in particular my dog, Teddy, has had just the worst time with the lockdown. Much harder than me. Aww. I've been practicing for this for years. You know, wine, <laughs> Netflix, and I'm happy. But my dog is a social animal. Yeah. He likes to have lots of visitors, likes to have people over for dinner, thinks everybody is coming to see him. So. Oh, yeah, I, that's so sad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you sat him down and had him watch Shira for, you know, well, you know four or five I, days. I've added that to my list now. So thank you for telling us about that. You know, I always like good news, Melanie. It, and that, seriously, 5 a.m. is when I finished this uh, season. Because I was like, okay, I can't stop. And I don't, so it's I a good story and everything. It's, it's, it's a good story, kind of. It, it's, um, they had to make it fit with the, the mythos and theme of the original um toy series but uh they changed so much and it's about growth and development and and identity and um finding yourself and being lost and um and and second chances and it's just really it's a really good show uh much better than most of the crap uh, that I've been watching. <laughs> so, I don't know. Are there any other good LGBT uh, friendly shows? I know that representation is way up for us across the board in every streaming well, service. So. Hollywood, but I sort of have issues with it because I feel like it, um, you know, it takes place in Hollywood in the 1940s. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's just stylistic oh. and everything. But, you know, that was a huge era of um, homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> as well as uh, civil rights issues, racism, yes. stuff like that. And it sort of glosses over all those. And, I mean, it's, it's sort of nice to see Black characters and gay characters just being treated as normal. But that wasn't the way it really was. So... Right. I I have had trouble with that. You know, part of me is really happy to see that. And then another part of me is sort of like, no, people have fought so hard back then for us just to have the rights we have now. They did not have the rights or the visibility that we had now. And there were so many LGBTQ 
uh, actors, directors, scenic designers, whatever, that had to be closeted and that were married to other LGBTQ mm-hmm. people, you know, and had to keep up this heteronormative narrative. And yeah. um, so I don't know. I'm just sort of on the fence. Like part of me loves it and then part of me gets really irritated. Just, mm. You know, we had to it's fight for this. Super valid point. Yeah. 42, you know. That's a very yeah. good point. Yeah. I yeah, because I could see, too. I watched like the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I get because I can like on one hand I can see the appeal of like imagining a world in America in the 1940s where that wasn't a problem. Right. But I like agree. at the same time, there you can't just ignore queer and POC history, you know. Yeah. And does it do a disservice to all of right. the people who have made us be able to live the life that we live now? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I, th- I think it does. I think that that uh, e- even if it's unintentional revisionism, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's people who are are whitewashing it because they just didn't they don't understand the history, and straightwashing it, um, and they're they're oh everything's happy and look how wonderful it was, um, we're or we're telling the story and it's it's going to be great and we're going to showcase these characters and um and tell a story that never was uh doesn't help people understand the the full dynamics of the situation Mm -hmm. yeah it would be really really easy for someone to believe that's what happened and to not actually find out if it like i watched the whole thing i haven't i haven't done any research about it but i i don't know i knew that Obviously, this is not how things happen. Like, no yeah. way. Like, and I do have to say, I, I think it's done in a spirit of support because it is Ryan Murphy and he's LGBTQ. You know, I, I think the revision is done as sort of a fantasy. Um, uh, but you don't know the real history and you think that that's the truth. And mm-hmm. I find that problematic. Yeah. For sure. It's interesting, though, because like with other shows like Pose, he did such a good job. Not him, but he did the, he made the good decision to hand a, hand the project off to people who, yeah. you know, could actually speak to that experience. Yes. Um, no, I think Pose was completely you know. accurate. I mean, yeah, from, you exactly. know, I was that age then and I was really impressed with it. I thought it was really the only show that I've seen that has captured that era uh, a lot of how it was and how the whole AIDS epidemic was and how it affected us in the community. I thought it, I thought that was a beautiful show. Yeah. And I actually, I, I mean, when I was watching it, it was like watching Paris is burning the alternate cut. Mm-hmm. And, um, and actually I, I made Kat sit through after we watched um, the first season, I made Kat sit through and watch Paris is burning. And um, <laughs> even she was like, remarking on how it was pretty much the same Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. which is great because i think that movie gets lost i think that history gets lost Mm -hmm. and um and it's really important to present things accurate depictions too um i haven't seen the there's a second season out of pose right yeah, it's not on yeah. Netflix yet, though, so I haven't okay. seen it yet. I haven't seen yeah. it either. I'm curious, how did Kat um, like Paris is Burning? I, I wonder how that speaks to, you know, a different generation. Um, oh, you'd have to ask her. 
okay. she she's actually in another Zoom meeting right now. Is she? Um, yeah. Uh, you know the kids these days. And <laughs> smartphones. Um, it was it, as I remember her. She was really interested in in it and and that as a uh, you know, the drama gets to her. She's a teen, mm-hmm. and the all the the energy and the drama really kind of spoke to her. What she got out of it as you know a history lesson, as an understanding of what was going on at the time. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what there, there are some things that you can't gauge very well for a teen. Sure. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pry. No, 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 no. Because I haven't seen it since it came out. It was a very powerful film. Oh yeah. At that time. Um, and then I've talked to some younger people now and I'm surprised that they all still like it. Oh really? So oh yeah. I think, yeah. I've, I've only heard positive things from it's probably you know, to be honest it's probably one of my favorite movies really? like top five favorite yeah. movies yeah wow. just, huh. i mean i just i just love it i i remember i first watched it like a couple of years ago and or maybe like a year ago and it was kind of like i don't know it was just kind of like finally like i'm learning about the actual for real history not like all this whitewashed like stonewall you know stuff you hear all the time uh, like i don't know like it's it just felt it felt real in a way that I hadn't I don't know like a real slice of queer history like mm-hmm. people who lived in that time who were going through those experiences actually like captured in video and that was just like amazing and so cool and then I actually rewatched it um, my last semester of college um, in the fall I was in a film class and we rewatched it and did like and analyzed it and whatever and. Um, it was really cool because we kind of uh we talked about how it was filmed by a white woman and that needs to be taken into consideration and like made and whatever but like i don't know just like the i don't know i, I it's just a great movie and i love it so much <laughs> and i could watch it forever yeah. and ever and never get tired of it i'm just yeah, so, I'm so happy to hear that it just yeah yeah, like good. it was super influential for me and in my like coming out and like queer experience and how I see everything so see yeah. I, I love that because it was for me too so it's sort of a bonding moment that I wonder like you know I just had an idea that would be too old-fashioned or you know people of your generation couldn't relate to it or whatever um but I'm, I'm glad that it still has an impact I should probably rewatch it I think everyone should watch it I think it should be a part of every gender studies 101 class ever. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised that I haven't seen it. I Go think out. it's on Hulu right now. It's on Netflix. Well, it's it on should Netflix. be on Netflix. Cool. That's and, your homework, Lucas. You know, as a historical document, that it's, uh, it's, I think, really important. Mm-hmm. What was... Yeah. A preserved piece of history. What That's I'm watching... Really the kids do now because what is what is the contemporary version of that right we're going through seismic shifts and seismic shifts we're going through major shifts in culture and we have Mm -hmm. been for the past well we always do but um in queer culture we're just stepping forward so quickly compared to what we were through my youth and and um middle age years we're starting to really accelerate our presence um, and acceptance. And so what is 
the new thing and it's all these videos on on uh youtube and and instagram and tiktok and and people who are making um content that is really speaking to lgbt folk but also is being consumed and you know and masked by yeah. uh mm-hmm. um you know the straight heterosexual community it's it's really uh it's happening it's, very fast and it's just lovely to see how it's it is being absorbed you know yeah by mm-hmm. so many um it's not it's no longer a thing that you have to see in an art house like art house films right yeah. No, it, it so warms my heart because just as you said, Melanie, it used to be you had to go out of your way, you know, and see some sort of obscure French film or to even see an LGBTQ couple of any kind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, and I think it, we've discussed before, it was very popular to have trans people as serial killers. All serial <laughs> trans <laughs> back in this period. It was so bizarre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> idea where they came up with this idea but you know i think it started with psycho back in 1960 and just oh. for 20 or 30 years or yeah. or just you know victims like um uh crying game uh, yeah. and we yeah. became deceivers and whatever and that's just i i keep hearing these same tropes these same uh references even today so you know it's oh buffalo bill blah 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 and like that oh yeah really so annoying (laughs) (laughs) i agree but there's there's so much more positive out there now um Mm -hmm. um, but yeah it doesn't need to uh, feature film anymore it's it's all micro doses you know yeah tiktok is a really interesting example just real quick um before we do other new stuff um just because like the one of the things that really intrigued me about it before I like got an account on it was that I was hearing about how it's such a hub for like the queer community because queer people can just like make their own videos and like put themselves out there and like there's so many examples of just regular queer people and trans people um you know on the app that are just creating their content just because they like to but then it's also weird because on the other hand TikTok is notorious for like censoring stuff and has had a real problem with censoring like POC content um, and taking it down for no reason and there's actually like a protest I think going on today like on the app that's like Ah. um, everyone's supposed to like um, unfollow a white person and follow like a like per- person of color creator and like only like um black content all day or something like that and like there's a few rules but it's been going around um but yeah like it's it's weird the censoring policies they have because they've also censored like trans men with their tops off and like things like that and like hmm. it's just there's it's a weird yeah. it's, at the same time at this it's like a great platform for people to like express themselves and like go on and see other people like them but then at the other hand it's like i don't know it's kind of a a weird continuum that it creates for itself on that app and we're still we're still fighting i mean that's for damn sure but um but change is being made um hopefully yeah (sighs) I don't know how quickly, but 
Well, the whole lockdown thing has got people preoccupied. You know, we start with, it's all we've talked about for the past two months, right? Um, little bits of news here and there. And, and we're finally starting to get to a point where it's kind of a secondary thing, but it's also masking in the public eye uh, a lot of stuff that's going still going on. Um, and, and it's hard to get the news out, right, it, to people because everybody's still worrying about what's going on in their immediate lives. Um, and, and we can get into this on another show as far as, like, there's the um, trans woman who just died. And gosh, I can't remember her name. That's so bad. Um, her one, she has a um, case before the Supreme Court right now, and it's about LGBT rights and trans rights, and specific specifically about uh, uh, employment. There are three bills, or three bills, three uh, cases before the Supreme Court right now dealing with LGBT rights and um was it uh was it amy stevens is that Steph it i think so stephens i think that's it yeah mm -hmm. and, and she just passed away she just I, passed away oh we talked about her on the show i don't know several years ago a couple years ago yeah yeah no she's wow i'm very sad to hear that she passed mm -hmm. it was very recent i think the past couple weeks or so yeah yeah yeah, she's she's an amazing person oh. and there's i can't really i just can't believe that it's gotten to the supreme court and they're still fighting it it really shows how people some people a few people are just hell-bent on um making others second-class citizens and mm -hmm. not respecting them um I, I don't understand the need to destroy somebody. Uh, that's the power um, system, right? You yeah, know, they're doing it to maintain power. But not even at a systemic level. This is just one person yeah. in one office. Well, she was a, a mortician, you know, mm -hmm. and just—it's just on a micro scale. It's just this little one person, one place. And they are uh, so crappy and they're so dead set on being right and um, and being bigoted is like they want the right to <laughs> harm others and to discriminate against others. And where does that come from? Like what sick, morbid, uh, you know, twisted brain cell way back in the back? is is pushing that forward and making making you want to ruin somebody else's life um or have power over them like that that's not a no so the situation was if i remember it correctly her employer insisted that she dress in a male uniform yeah they had Dressism. she she came out as um trans and said she was going to be presenting as female mm -hmm. and they said no you can't you have to present as male 
you're dealing with the public and you can't uh you can't do that and yeah so then they fired her and she was brought suit but it took a few years i mean that was back in 2012 was it or something like that i can't remember i'm I'm not looking at the article um or the articles but still that 2013 Mm -hmm. so very good (laughs) Uh, close yeah but you see there's something like that happens so late i mean so recently i guess i should say i i've never I, I, I'm never not shocked. You know, I, I just don't know why people think that they have a right to do that to somebody else. They're fighting for it. And they're putting forth so much effort and money to do so, to, to cement that right. Why? You know, What's that for them? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, you know, they're doing it for a group of people that uh, they rely on for their living their own lives which is which you know isn't necessarily even a completely like i feel like that's an assumption and you know that's why that's a it's just you know it's upsetting it defies logic and defies logic it's uh you know it's problematic <laughs> Great term. Just it's problematic. Well, if Lucas say, um, you know, if your employer insists that you come to work in heels and pantyhose. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Just, it, it's gonna be eighty degrees out. Pantyhose? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I already eighties. I do remember women had to wear. Oh yeah. To yeah. work. And have yeah. swamp bottom all the time. Hard <laughs> to wear pants to work. You have to wear pants to work. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a. Uh... <laughs> you can't Winnie the Pooh it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I usually would just do that. I would just yeah. Winnie the Pooh it. <laughs> I'm doing that right now on the Zoom call. I know you were saying. <laughs> what was that about? Like keeping your hands down and on the Zoom calls and stuff. Like we we moved on from that. Did we? We moved on. <laughs> We might bring that up later. Stop. You're embarrassing me on live radio. (laughs) Oh, no, this is Memorex. So, and you're going to have control over what goes on the air and what doesn't. So, you can totally remove it. Yeah, I am the master editor. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. The dangerous power. (laughs) Great power comes great responsibility. That's right. Um, But keep your hands visible at all times. Just, yeah. There you go. I, I feel like I've derailed the discussion, but uh, oh, no, that was me. Don't worry about it. I, I, I don't know. Totally point is, point is, uh, I don't know. People feel like they they need to uphold these these uh, ideals, and it's just not not true. Gender norms and sexuality norms, and um, how do we? You know, it's just crazy that you know people would sue to to maintain that status quo but it's what? not i guess it's not crazy it just costs a lot of money which is crazy to me because i don't i don't understand that kind of money but also you what know? are you defending like what what are you defending ultimately what's going to happen if people just get to be themselves you know 
if, if there's self-determination, if people are, are just living their lives. I'm sorry. Why don't we let people be themselves? I have no idea. I mean, I'm not expecting an answer because uh, it happens in every group. It even happens in our own community, but I don't even know if I want to go there. It happens in families. I mean, you know, you have parents who want their kids to be a certain way. You have uh, spouses who want the other one to to fundamentally change in certain ways. And, and the, it, there's always this power control dynamic thing with, with some folks. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's, we need a culture where people aren't, uh, the, the end goal isn't domination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, we can just choose not to go to those funeral homes or those bakeries. But like, she had a job there and lost her job mm-hmm. for that. So it's just, just messed up. Like we just need, it's almost like we need a, you know, a, a base established uh, law saying that you can't uh, fire someone based on their gender identity or sexuality. Well, I was talking with my brother who's... Snaps, snaps, snaps. Sounds like a good <laughs> idea. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it, well, yeah, right. Uh, where's a fully comprehensive ERA? Where's... Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to my brother who is conservative and uh, and we were having a decent discussion. It wasn't kind of like they have on TV, you know, where everybody's screaming and yelling at each other. Um, because a lot of our fundamental ideals are similar and the same. Uh, individual liberties and such like that. And I'm like, you know, really, there's such a convoluted... Um, He's like all about states' rights. You know, we'll just move to a different state if if you want protections. Like, no, that seems like it'd be a, a it should be a global human rights, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You should you should be respected as a human, and um, that's the basis of <laughs> of our law. And and he's like, well, it's you know the Constitution. I'm like, eh, the Constitution's the way it's written is not fair at all to all people yeah yeah women are written right out um and you know if you're if you happen to be black then you weren't even a full human you weren't a full citizen you weren't a full person yeah they had to write that in yeah so you know these people waving around the constitution you have to change the constitution for it to reflect the kind of world you want to live in and then, you know, who are the people who can change the Constitution? It's well, just... You have to have so many states. There's so much power put on in, in the states, right? And then you have, like, with the ERA, they needed... Uh, oh, I can't remember. Was it Georgia or West Virginia or South Carolina? I can't remember which state recently. Again, I should be looking that up, but I'm not... Uh, just finally ratified it and they had the full complement of of states that needed to ratify uh the era the equal rights amendment but the era was the the deadline for that was 1981 and it's over 100 years old right now the the push for that 
and it's not gone anywhere and it's not going anywhere it's yeah, not well, renewed it's not been taken up again it's um oh there's just too much to, else to worry about in the world and that's not true that's not basic true. quality is the thing it's like the root of everything right yeah. you know like that should be the first thing we take care of you it's know it's almost like someone is systematically trying to keep us out of the constitution wow. and deny our rights i you know it, it's almost yeah. you know someone correct me if i'm wrong but kind of sounds like it yeah a little bit oh, yeah just a little bit we could probably sounds say about we, i honestly feel like we should be saying this every show we should just think you know, i have that right? little blip because you know people should know that uh that isn't there we our country does not provide those guarantee those protections well and here here we are this year we have a chance to hopefully vote um people hopefully. out and that's what we do right we we vote people out we uh try to get rid of the bad ones the bad eggs and then right uh which i have some in the fridge i forgot to get rid of in garbage day um i feel really bad for that for all the eggs that are went to waste bad. but all the um all the bad eggs uh although now i'm thinking i should probably just use them to like egg somebody but no no don't do that people out there <laughs> don't attack folks yeah. with rotten yeah. eggs don't, don't do it um that's just the dr it. pepper talking to me through me but um don't be like me <laughs> you've been egging people <laughs> egging <Yeah>. people on <laughs> um yeah egging <laughs> people on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for using the you can't do that on television uh thing um but is that the theme to i'm sorry da -da 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 -da. It, it's before that but that was made popular um what do we do what do we what do we do beyond voting uh, other we're than, asking you people we're asking you like right now we're all just in lockdown are we going to be yeah. out marching in the streets like the uh well like yeah the lockdown like protesters people i heard um, that um they're out of the protest in washington uh you know there's maybe 100 people there 40 people contracted coronavirus after their little protest. Right. It's there almost like if we don't stay inside, people will get the virus. I apologize. But, oh, uh, that's fine. I don't know. Sound the other effects. thing, though, is I feel like their little uh, protest got some some stuff moving because I feel like you know our government is ready to appease you know any yeah maybe this is a loaded this is a loaded gun i'm sorry um scratch that but you know it's just protests can work right protests can work there are many different kinds of protests you can do there's also hey imagine a large gathering of people all standing about 12 feet apart you know that takes up some space. Um, that takes up a lot of space. Whoa. That takes up a lot of space. Why all stand right next to each other? What's what's that about? We have a large country. Let's hands across America this thing. You know? Mm -hmm. um, just don't touch hands. Um, 
Lucas, I think that you make a good point because those press protesters are being appeased by the government. Or mm -hmm. that's what it looks like, right? Oh, they're they're that's fine people, like. right? They totally are. They're mm -hmm. that was they were he was uh I, I mean when I didn't want to bring him into it. When you're calling for people to second amendment seize or what what was the term? Liberate the uh the state house. I mean that's a direct call for insurrection. That's a direct call for um people to use arms to overthrow the government. Um <laughs> it's unbelievable. I can't even fathom the uh for somebody who was raised in a, a different era i i just can't believe that this is is at all acceptable um and we're just talking casually about it um, yeah well and i just feel like uh i don't know i have i my idealism says that we just need to cause more of a commotion but i also think realistically that's not necessary really i feel like the commotion is sort of being ignored in a way does that does that resonate with anyone else what i feel like what commotion which commotion are you talking about yeah it's okay. being ignored Man, i don't i just feel like there's a there's a lot of energy of people who are who are fed up with the way that people are being treated and with the inequality you know and like well, like Black Lives Matter, for in, for uh, instance, you know, there was actually a protest in India, I believe, right? Uh, after the death of, uh, I forgot his name. Ahmad Aubrey. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was a protest in Indy, and like, there's all this commotion, but what is it, how come that isn't addressed? Because it's about the police? I, I, and I don't know yeah that's something to think about i know like, what you mean you know how do we how do we do protests that will actually provide we're, we're looking for results here we need some flipping results you know what i mean mm -hmm. but what does that look like what yeah. what do what results do we want um and how do we get there uh effectively especially during this time when well we're opening back up right Indiana's mm -hmm. opening back up, but um, then we've got elections coming up, primaries, and kitties, just chill. Well, um, sorry, the cats are starting to get, oh, no, go to it again. Cats. It's not a Zoom call without a cat. Right, or puppers. <laughs> they invented Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. Um, I might be a real cynic, but I don't think that this thing is going away anytime soon. We might open up, but we're going to close back down. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am going to work. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> physically going to work. Work or month or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. But as I said, I'm, I'm a complete cynic, but it's just because I've been, I've started to become obsessed with the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic and reading all about it and other epidemics and they follow a pattern it's not like it just disappears right yeah 
Oh, this is with us forever. No, I mean, then we're not defeating the virus. We're, we're going to uh, learn to live with it or not. Exactly. Um, I just, I guess my point is, is I don't see us not living with it for some time or, you know, being immune to it or having a vaccine or anything like that for some time. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so how, how do we affect change during this time? How do we affect change effectively? That's an excellent uh, question and we all need to put our thinking caps on. Well, I think that we're doing a good thing just doing this show and continuing to do it oh yeah but and 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 this is what worries me about this year and and the election cycle um number one the guy at the head of the whole thing is um so volatile i love it that you won't even say his name i was listening to the last press conference Mm -hmm. and literally got physically ill mm -hmm. with his speech. Mm -hmm. I, I could not mm -hmm. listen to him talk. That's and just a human being. It was drivel. It was the ravings of a madman. And he I'm listening to this, and he's just, and people are listening and broadcasting and commenting on it like it makes... It, or it should make any damn sense and it doesn't he he repeats yeah. the same thing oh better than ever and and he has just these phrases that he throws out there we all do but his are consistent and they're about every single thing he does and it's all bs and to have to Dead. listen to him talk about this while people are getting sick while yeah, people are dying, people are dying. It's really bad. People's loved loved ones are dying during this time. I mean, it's a terrible well, time. You know, and indirectly, semi indirectly, this this is why uh, my ex was killed. You know, this is all it's all connected. Yeah, it's um, all connected. Desperation. Yeah. Uh, people feeling. Uh, uh, panicked and isolated and there's all kinds of emotions that are wrapped up in this and those the basic things that we need to take care of are not being addressed and we're just talking about oh well, the financials or oh the the people are want to get their hair done ridiculous mundane crap uh as yeah. excuses to um endanger people but just listening to him ramble on was um bad it was unbearable so, so desperate I, so desperate for any approval from any sort of group that will spin it in any way that they can to keep floating their own boat well and at the same time you know he's still he's wiping away uh regulations um DeVos is wiping away regulations now. You've heard uh, her latest things, right? About uh, making it easier for people who are accused of rape uh, to stay in school and and fight oh, the <laughs> yeah, right and to fight. I'm sorry, the, uh, I just I, yeah. it it's infuriating. 
I like I on a personal level, I can't deal with it. Sorry, I said the word. I can't even mark the time. Um, I can't even. Okay, I have two questions. Question number one: How are we going to uh, make sure that we secure? Well, I I gotta change my question. Wait, no, I don't. How how do we make sure that we get the man out of office? And number two, if we can't get him out of office, how do we still evoke change? How can we still make change happen if we're if we're doubly screwed? Positive change? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Positive change. But whatever it is necessary to to make that positive change. I'd say there's too many unknown variables, but I think we need to come together. I think we all need to, um, there's so much infighting and BS still. We have to stop that. We have to be united. Exactly. Absolutely. And not dance around issues and be very direct and be very uh, um, demanding instead of asking. yeah, I mean, I feel like we just have to not be afraid. What, what's there to be afraid of? Exactly. We we aren't afraid. We are not. You know. Are we the, gonna Are we gonna be shot in the streets? Because that happens already. It, are we it gonna does be? Yeah. Are we gonna be? You know, thrown in jail unjustly? That happens already. Are we going to have our heads bounced off the concrete by uh, the police? There's there's video of that. Doing that to to LGBT folk already. All well, the time. then why are they so, already scared? That's another question. You know, I don't. I don't. It's just people are people are afraid, um, and I get that. But at some point, there comes a time when that fear doesn't serve you anymore, and hopefully, that happens uh, yeah. sooner than later. Yeah. I, very well said where that fear doesn't serve you anymore i i hope that we can get to that point because that is you know where i think people can start being accepted when you know if they if they just learn that they're not they can't gain anything from their fear anymore uh i don't know it's a lot to think about that's why we explore these things together. We're asking yeah. the big questions today. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, Justin. <laughs> there was there was other news that I wanted to get to. I I. It's just sad too. One in five LGBT folk, uh, experienced homelessness in the past um, uh, month. Um. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge's son uh, passed uh, of opioid addiction. Um, mm. You know, it, it's J.K. Rowling is still uh, virulently anti-trans. Um, now, what which, is that about? Because she also claims not to be, if I understand correctly. If she claims not to be, then she she's never come out and said, uh, spoke out against uh, anti-trans rhetoric and she supports uh, uh, people and 
even individual comments uh, that are anti-trans. So she's she can say whatever the heck she wants, but she's not showing it. So now, as I understand it, um, she I mean, likes some anti-trans tweets. Yeah. And then she said, oh, it was just a moment of being middle-aged. And, but then she keeps liking them. Yeah, but uh, why is that on your feed, you know? Right, right. It's <laughs> I, oh, I, I just putting out what I understand is happening, you know? And yeah. So I I, it's all very vague to me, though, what her stance is, because she's obviously anti-trans, but then whatever. Whatever you post and whatever you like, that's that's who you that's <laughs> you have to take people at their fa right. uh, face value, right? But yet, um, she identifies as a feminist, right? Well, mm -hmm. but so do the so do the rad femmes. Terps, yep. Yeah. No. But how can you be a feminist and not support all women? You're well, a, because you don't both. view trans women as women. You're a terp. Yep. <laughs> Once again, this is something I can't get my little mind around. Same. I was, I, that didn't make sense to me. I don't know. I mm -hmm. always assumed feminist, feminism meant that I, like, I learned about feminism and figured, you know, before I learned about TERPs and I was like, what? What is this yeah. strange sort of left creature? That it, yeah. I see that it comes from trauma. I see that the, the, the people that we call TERFs. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Have faced traumas um, and and have gone through things and they don't trust. They identify anybody uh, who was considered male um, no matter how they identify. They, they there's an, a biological essentialism to their ideology and um basically penis equals male so if if you have that then you are um you are male and also not all of the time but much of the time you'll find that these rad femmes are um uh, uh anti-male i hate to say that term um but mm. they they're um they're hurt. They're angry. They have every right to be. Yeah. Uh, male society all over the planet has been deadly to women and girls. And, um, and that isn't abating. Mm -hmm. It's That's not a... stopping. But, yeah. but the understanding, the, the going deeper and trying to figure out um, what sex and gender and all of that is that's not happening it's just basically a black and white issue for them um and that's but they're confusing sex and gender right yeah but but they're again it goes back to the biological essentialism and it, when i tried to explain to a few of them like years ago um all right, I'm intersex. This is who I am. I'm I'm not male and I'm not female or I am both um physically. So so how would you categorize me? How would you approach me? And when they stop 
reiterating the things that they've been taught, uh, their talking points, then it comes down to, well, you're a statistical outlier and you don't actually count. We're talking about all of these people. And I'm like, but there are more of us intersex folk than there are of people who are uh, considered traditionally trans. Um, and, and so how, how can you make that assertion? Uh, you're not being attacked by trans women. It's not happening. And trans men are not a figment of yours or their own imaginations. They, they exist. And, uh, and non-binary people are more common than both. So um, I, don't, I don't hope it's not a function of middle age. Um, I hope it's not a function of middle age. Bravo, Melanie, first yeah. of all. Bravo. Beautifully said. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Sorry for the diatribe. But, no, um, I think it was really great. But I, I've been arguing yeah. with them since before the MySpace days, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but their rhetoric hasn't changed their ideology hasn't changed it's it's coming from uh, a very real source there i i empathize with the crap that they've been through and um I feel very strongly about what uh, uh, radical feminism espouses in many different ways. The, the, the TERFs, the trans-exclusionary radical feminists, there's just no way. Uh, they're aligning themselves with the far right in America, the political right. They are um, well, and all, all, all over. England is particularly horrible. And they're going through some upheaval too um, in their society about how to treat trans folk. And in some ways they're going backwards. Mm. Um, we got to figure this out. We've got to stop being so simple in our reactions. We have to look deeper we have to see each other's humanity, see each other and honor each other's journeys. Uh, and that includes, you know, that includes trauma. I, I brought that up a lot. Um, and I've brought that up a lot for the past couple of weeks because when I talk about my ex, um, she had a lot of tra traumatic experiences when she was younger that shaped the way that she viewed the world. And, um, and she was working on those and she was growing finally, uh, through that. And I think that's wonderful. And I think that's necessary for all of us, but we also have to recognize that in others and we have to, um, stop hurting each other. Then uh, that sounds all wishy-washy and I, I think it can happen, but we have to, but, we have to get beyond the uh we have to get beyond the uh tribalism nature of humanity evolve beyond that we're not rival chimpanzee 
groups were not uh, fighting ant colonies. We're, we're, we're people and we're smarter than this. Just to this discussion, but all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And it will improve this aspect of our lives and it will improve being you know americans being human on humans on earth um internationally but if we all just kind of retreat into our own little garbage cans of hurt um we'll never get anywhere we'll just keep sniping at each other you're absolutely right oh and I don't know how are we doing on time. Have we gone well over? I think we're well over. We're well over. But just, it was great. Shows. <laughs> Good talk. We started this four hours ago. Four. <laughs> we started. Four, uh, we started recording twenty-four hours ago. <laughs> I still had two baby teeth left. I think. And then... Oh, we started back during the Carter. Administrate. We did. <laughs> Secretly, the four of us are just on Zoom all the time, and we just hit record for an hour each week. Exactly. Yeah. And we can time travel. Oh, I would love that. I'd like to see you all more. Oh, I, I, I mean, I can run over Lucas in my neighborhood anytime, but well, he's walking the pups. But uh, yeah. How are How are you, How are yeah. you Lucas? What? How are your dogs? Oh, they're good. You want to see them? Yeah. Pup date. Let's find one. <laughs> Pup date. <laughs> Where is he? I love that. There he is. Oh, there's so cute. Oh, cute. Oh, my there goodness. He's so little. <laughs> there he is. Where are they going? We also have a baby bird. What? You just have all the animals. Dr. Doolittle. Oh, you do? You have robins. Yeah, that's right. And it's... I, I really like having a robin, except... Well, sometimes it lets me walk out and it won't fly away, but... Oh, really? Sometimes it it just freaks out a second I walk out the door. But it's been there for like a week now. Aw. Yeah. We've got some young robins. They're not babies anymore, but we have some young robins bouncing around our yard. So, yeah. baby burbs, baby burbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I was walking in India the other day. I went up to see my friend's new apartment, and we stayed socially distant and everything. But, yeah. um, we were walking around their new like neighborhood, which is literally just downtown Indianapolis, and uh -huh. I saw this 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 bird and it had hit a building and was dead and Aww. it was really sad but it was so beautiful and intact and I have been drawing a lot and I've been drawing like naturey stuff so I had to take a picture because I wanted to try and draw it later but like it it was super morbid and I was like okay I'm just gonna take a picture really quick and then of course someone walks by and I could see her looking at me <laughs> and like judging me so hard for like taking pictures of this dead bird I was just appreciating its natural beauty what is the fascination with dead birds? Because when I was a kid, I was just, I, I, 
I, I don't want to say I love them, but I, I sort of did. I love nature and I still do. But if I found a dead bird, it was just this thing that I had to explore. And I was fascinated by its beauty. And I guess it's because birds are beautiful. And it's the only time you get to be close up to it. Right. I think that that's what it is. Anything creepy, you know, that I was happy it was dead. Yeah, right. I was fascinated with the bird. No, it's because you're part cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um oh so i wanted to also let you guys know and i don't know if this should go on the radio or not but i have acquired a new um it's not a scarlet it's a uh presonus uh fire studio mobile and it yeah. has a bunch of inputs on it nice um, yeah, somebody didn't know how to use it, so they were selling it for way cheaper than it was. Dang. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, like, I don't know if it was on Wish or whatever, but I bought these. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I bought, the mic is not from there, but this little pop filter and stand. Nice. It's hard to get it all in the picture, but. Um, uh, so now I want to start doing mobile interviews. So if any of you know anybody who uh, would like to be interviewed, I now have the capability to do that and not be like right up in their face. Um, and I can record it and it records really well to the computer. So anybody out there uh, who would like to be interviewed, shoot us a, a line. Where is that? Where should they send us a message at? Send us an email at bloomingout at wfhb.org or you can friend me on Facebook. Well, you can friend me too. Yeah. And Mel Melanie's on Facebook. No, well, I haven't been, but I will be again. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm oh. just excited about getting back out to see people now because I, I didn't have the capability for recording for the longest time. And uh, inviting them over to my house doesn't seem like a great idea so we can meet publicly and um get better recordings than we could before so yay we need yay. guests we, we need guests <laughs> if anybody's out there listening we'll talk we'll talk to you come on we'll get your point of view zoom meeting right in a zoom meeting or I will, I can go out and just do audio blurbs and interview. Um, but I have these like 15 foot mic cords so we can sit very far apart and, uh, and be on the radio. Are they safe? Do what? Are the mics safe? If you don't munch on it. I mean, it's not, um, they can be sanitized and, uh, you know, I have sanitization spray and stuff to to sanitize them. It won't hurt them because they're you know covered in foam and stuff. Um, so yeah, they're safe to talk into, and uh, they won't like spit back. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think that uh, actually we could do like you know, multiple people in a Zoom meeting at one location as well. That that might be thing. So if there's if we don't want to meet in a park or whatever. Right. Do what? 
at a safe distance. Uh, and we can do it at a safe distance so that we're... I'm just trying to reassure your people. Oh, yeah. We, well, Children. our people. Our people. <laughs> I, I'm not possessive. Um, but no, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of people. I talk to my neighbors, uh, you know, from 30 feet away. Um, but I really like to get some more people on, on the air and see how they're doing. See how everybody's holding up, um, what you're doing during this time, how this has changed your lives. I mean, I, I heard a lot of people really, you know, upset that, you know, we only have one gay bar in town and it's been shut down for a long time. And how are those people doing? And I, I need to get in touch with them. Um, so I'll reach out and see if I can't uh, talk to Smooth and, and some of the others. So anyway. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I, if you would like, I could reach out to Smooth and see if she'd like to, you know, do an interview. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. You, you, I, not as familiar, so you know her better. Yeah, well, if you'd like to, I'd be happy to. Please. All right. Well, Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's your, yeah. You're not doing anything else, right? Just <laughs> Zoom meetings and chill. <laughs> I've actually been really, really busy, which I'm very thankful to have my job and everything but i do wish that i actually had more chill time <laughs> yeah i haven't i don't have a sourdough starter my house <laughs> is a mess you know i oh. have gardening you know i i <laughs> on zoom for two months <laughs> oh my god man you you need one of these margaritas so i'll just leave it out in a in a cup at the end of the sidewalk and you can like drive I mean, past and pick we, it up you can also just have a social zoom sometime you know you yeah drink yep. together whatever have coffee if you don't drink oh my god it'd be a zoom uh zoom drink <laughs> zoom happy hour zoom bar. Zoom right happy hour. yeah that would be best they have like the zoom uh nightclubs now have you guys heard of that yeah, I joined one actually. Bullets, what? which used to be the the gay bar in Bloomington when I was your age. Bullwinkles. This place, Bullwinkles, with the big disco floor like Saturday. Yeah. Night. Anyway, we had a night, and it was really fun. I saw people I haven't seen really? for years. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, that's so cute. It was. I, at first, like, I thought, what a silly idea. And then I just had a ball, and then I'm just texting all these people who are on the screen too, you know, just being like, "Oh my God, how are you doing?" Aww, and with you all the time. Yeah, it was fun. That's the best. It really was. It was really great. So they're doing that, I think, every Saturday or every other Saturday. They're on um, Facebook. I mean, even if you guys were never there, you would still probably enjoy it. I don't know, maybe not, but you know, it's it's also just this great dance music from I, 80s, 90s. I it's, totally missed Bullwinkles. Yeah, wasn't it? It was a great bar. I always thought it was something out of Hemingway. It was a bar everybody was at. Yeah. And everybody was welcome. You know, you were talking about we are not tribes like chimpanzees. You know, we need to just be humanity. And that was the place that Bullwinkles was. And my first gay bar ever. And so there were gay people there, straight people, hippies, frat boys, 
drag queens, everybody was there and we were all having a good time. And so when I moved to Chicago and I went and it was all very segregated. Yeah. This is a lesbian bar, you can't come in. This is a gay bar, you can't bring in your female friends. I was just shocked. Well, those spaces I think are are important in many ways, right? Um, But also there needs to be the place where everybody's there. Right. And everybody's welcome. Um, I think both are, are essential. doesn't have to be either or. Um, but not to be the default, Nobody right? Nobody cared what you were, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was really just about... I mean, I'm sure that they would care if you were, like, really prejudiced or something. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as you had an open mind and a good heart, you know, you were always welcome. I miss uh-huh. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn it. Nice supportive space. And that's what I, I like to see. Just just like the LGBTQ Center and Spencer, you know, is like that. I think it, it's good to see that in the community. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully we'll be able to now that um, we're opening back up, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll we get this center off the ground and everybody have a place to come back and yeah maybe if uh you know we don't have to close again uh, or maybe i'll just hold off for a couple of years until we get (laughs) until 2022 when we finally i don't know uh they've been saying that uh they're doing testing of vaccines and it's looking good but i don't know what that means well there's i mean vaccines to be safe take years to to understand the efficacy i mean when when they did the uh uh was it the the monkey pox virus thing what for smallpox was it or damn monkeys it was for one of the vaccines back in the 50s and it was uh um they used like virus from monkeys mm-hmm. and uh it, it killed many it was it was devastating um because they didn't do enough testing oh that's so bad. no you're and absolutely right and people keep just keep thinking that this vaccine will be so simple and it's very complicated and yeah doctor said to me if they come up with a vaccine in this year i wouldn't trust it right i wouldn't take it because it's not going to be ready <laughs> it, it takes too long well, and, and they won't they won't be able to even if they had developed a, a vaccine and ended up being safe. Just ramping up production would take you know a year to get it to the masses. So, um, so as you, said, I think we're looking at twenty. I can't count. What's wrong with me today? Twenty twenty two is that a year? <laughs> twenty tw- mid mid twenty twenty one right? So uh but yeah how is yeah this is all for another show i guess um oh that's right we're doing a show yeah i I have missed and love you all we should do like two hours worth of of stuff so we can actually get all the stuff in do you see this is this is friend this you, you people on the radio can't see friend but um friend is uh there's a friend yeah he likes to walk on my computer and run out the front door so 
Um, oh, I have Aww. armory men too. They're so great. Very cute. Uh, he's he's cute and he's a complete a hole. And um, <laughs> Katrina loves him, and that's why we still have him here. So. <laughs> oh, you love him too. Oh, he's the one that actually sleeps with me. Mm -hmm. So. Um, he's really cute. Oh, sorry. Katrina is like waving at me and pointing at the other cats who are also being cute and lovey and sleeping on her. Wait, how and many cats do you have? Somewhere upward of 100 or two, <laughs> 200. I don't know. Um, uh, like me, you can't count. So we, well, we have like three households now in, in our house uh, um, because of, of, uh, my friend who had to move out of the country and we've got his stuff here and um, our stuff of course and that was that was plenty enough and then um, we've been moving things in from Angela's uh, after she was killed um, so we have no room on the floor and the cats are all they've all become alpine climbers and um and they're also testing uh, gravity. So all the things that were high are now low and there's no floor space and there's not enough room for them to avoid each other. So they are um, all up in each other's business and there are four of them and it seems like a million. Um, <laughs> well, four, four cats equal a million cats. It, they that's what you're saying i mean and i agree i as far as math works as far as i know yeah that's that's how that's the exchange rate for cats <laughs> for <laughs> four equals true. a million so anyway that that was completely too much information uh lucas i'm sure <laughs> will cut the entirety of that out no yeah <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, gonna happen. you are the you're the guillotine man <laughs> So how long does this take you to do? Well, hopefully not more than an hour. <laughs> I hope not. His fingers like <laughs> blur. The they they just they're they're just a blur when he goes and does editing. It's amazing. You should all watch it. Yeah, I'm very efficient. That doesn't mean it's good. Oh, it's great. I think we could probably pop off the last half hour or so. And hey, how long have we been recording? <laughs> just uh, tell me out of the show, and, and, <laughs> and you'll have you'll have a better show. So that's good. Um, you said some real things. Um, uh, I'm sure I didn't. I don't know. It doesn't show me how long yeah. it's recorded. So it's okay. here's what I started doing. I uh, leave the entire recording on the website and then i just you know gut mercilessly <laughs> for the the live air nice. <laughs> nice not really i usually pick a, i try to pick the best parts to leave in so usually i cut like five minutes from the beginning because yeah. it just takes so long to get the ball rolling it's just we just bs how we, it is we gotta i mean that's yeah. we'd be doing that in the studio anyway so um unless we were live <laughs> well well i mean oh, but I well, mean, before I mean we were, like, before we go live we we just bs beforehand and then we just don't have that time as a warm-up we bs as a warm-up yeah, yeah. Warm 
I think we're just BS all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to practice our BS. Well, I have to wrap it up because I yep. have to take my dog on a WALK. I can't. Do you, uh, uh, can you do the can you do the outro thing, Justin? Do you have that before you? Oh yeah, let's actually the outro. Oh, the outro? I don't know my lines. I can do it. <laughs> I having said them for Swing Out years. is produced by... Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Well, uh, I, I will send all this stuff out again so we can be on top of it. Let, if we can, let's, can we shoot for this next week? Same time, same channel? That works. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Next week is the 28th. Sure. Are, are we looking at Tuesday or are we looking at Thursday? Oh, Thursday we can't. Unless we do it in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, please don't do that. It works for me. <laughs> okay, Tuesday sounds uh, great then. Okay, can we do it at 7 o'clock? 7? Yeah, I actually had to work today and I forgot, so I just left at work early. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you could have even... I mean, I don't know. I, I would have been... I, I would have been... I would have been... <laughs> <laughs> Leave that one in. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been, you know, if you just wanted to text, because I or because I, I don't want you to get in trouble with your job, mm. especially since you're giving them such grief about not wearing pantyhose. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Pants. Well, they also want me to huff hexane all day. So. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little mad, but I also really like working there. So I just, you take small little. Uh, liberations. Uh, butyl I nitrate. Know. I mean, can you do that instead? Poppers. Really, can you? We, yeah. Right. <laughs> we should just be using alcohol, really. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. So seven <clears throat> o'clock. Is that okay with with everyone? Yeah. Is that okay, yeah. Justin? Okay. Seven o'clock. Yeah, I would have said something, but it's not. It's, it wasn't a huge deal. So. Okay. Right. Well, here's the outro. We are out of time again. Thank you to all the listeners out there and a huge thank you to all the volunteers at WFHB who make this show possible. Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and Kate Young. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio. Lucas Fisher is our esteemed engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. Damn it. <laughs> are, we, are we doing that again? Sorry. Will you just say I'm Melanie? Will you say I'm Melanie Davis again? I'm Melanie Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Melanie, Justin, Lucas, and then me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so used to just well doing Melanie's part, but I don't. I I will try to have uh, I will try to have all this stuff like in a script next time. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> last time. Last time. Oh, please. Please keep okay, that in. Justin Lucas, Ireland. Is that right? Yes. yes. You know what? All that's good. We're done. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Ireland Misham. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Hey, we did it. 
And everyone remember if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. Hooray! Yay! Bravo. It's so good to see all of you. So good to see you, Justin. I have to go to the store.